Hello, how the tech are you? This is our weekly tech show on Echoplex Media. Yay! Okay, fake fake cheering, not 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 working. Anyways, I'm historian Matt. Uh, I like to talk about uh, science news and tech news and other news like that. I got a couple of uh, eh, it's tech and science news. The first one is on COVID nineteen. It hits a COVID nineteen worldwide it hits an inflection point, possibly. I'll go into it's good news, bad news kind of thing, but I'll go into more detail on that. And the other one is good news. The EV price war heats up. So prices are coming down on EVs. So the guy in the pink mic. All right. I am HK Perrin and I'm a software engineer. So I cover software engineering news. And this week, uh, a little less software engineering news and a little more AI news because uh, Microsoft released a uh, very cool new text-to-speech AI-powered model, uh, which is uh, really impressive in what it can do. So, uh, over to you. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm the producer of this and all the shows on Echoplex Media. Uh, find me on Grindr. Um, this week, I'll be, we'll be taking a look at the Internet Archive has emulators of a bunch of old calculators, which I think is pretty cool, and um, then terrifying AI music from Google. And a star wipe for Matt. Yay. <laughs> okay, my first topic is COVID-19 hits an inflection point. Basically, the WHO, the WHO, I don't know how you want to pronounce that. <laughs> but um, they're basically saying like, um, so last October apparently was an all-time low for COVID deaths since sometime after the you know uh, pandemic actually started. Uh, it has been coming back up because of China opening up and they're having a, a big outbreak, but otherwise everything is uh, looking pretty good. And then the world health organization thinks that we're going to hit a, an inflection point pretty soon in the death rate, as well as, you know, just infections in general, as the Chinese population develops immunity. Once that happens, the pandemic will be over, but the endemic will begin means that uh technically won't be a pandemic anymore but covid is going to be stuck with us for the foreseeable future uh it will require us to get a yearly or even bi-yearly i don't think they've figured it out yet but a booster shot so it's sort of like the flu vaccine and of course everybody gets the flu vaccine every year right i do I do. I try to. Uh, I was pretty good about it. I didn't during the COVID, the beginning of the COVID outbreak, because I didn't have access to it at work. I used to get it at at Google all the time. Uh, but I did more recently. I got I actually got the flu and COVID at the same time. The flu doesn't really do a whole lot to me. The flu vaccine. So uh, the COVID usually takes me out, though. <laughs> David, got any thoughts? Um, I mean, we all knew this was eventually probably going to happen, right? Like, yeah. Um, I'm not pleased that there's another endemic uh, disease that's going to go around because the not for nothing that the flu doesn't kill nobody. So, right, yeah. Uh, can we like trade one in? Can we just trade like you know like measles or something? <laughs> like oh, no, unfortunately back. we get more of those outbreaks because yeah, yeah, people aren't yeah. getting vaccinated i was gonna say un yeah unfortunately we're we're actually uh 
heading the wrong direction on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that story? Um, I'm just really story. happy that pretty soon I'll I'll be able to start back up my uh, sneezing on each other parties. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> I'm not going to that one. I'm glad. I'm no, glad. Uh, as someone who as someone who gets you know colds fairly frequently, uh, I would just like to ask everyone: please, can we continue to wash our hands more frequently and wear masks at least when you feel sick? Yeah, um, goddamn. You know, it used to be like people would go to the fucking grocery store as they had a cold, just sneezing all over the produce. Can we not do yeah. that anymore? It was, it was kind of funny. Like people complain about people wearing masks here, but before the pandemic in California, like lots of people would still wear masks around flu season. Uh, it seems to be kind of a California thing, and that may be why people here complain about it in florida but uh yeah i mean i, I didn't have any problems with that it's that is a good idea but i, I didn't do it very much yeah because the the whole like uh year 2020 and 2021 i did not have a cold which was the yeah. first time in like you know as far as i can remember the first time i've gone a year and two years even without having a cold wow and, you know, you'd mentioned the store. That's one of the places I do still mask up when I go to the grocery store because everybody got to go to the grocery store. Oh, uh, if I have to stand in line for any reason at the post office, I'll put on a mask. Everybody got to go to the everybody got to the post office. The taqueria. Meh. You don't got to go to the taqueria. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in San Jose, maybe it is like the post office or whatever where you absolutely do have to go. I don't know. I still order my groceries online, so. <laughs> I don't have to mask up. <laughs> you just do that because it's convenient, though, right? Yeah, because I'm really lazy and I don't want to leave the house. <laughs> I kind of like the grocery store. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, what's your next story, I, Matt? If you if you order online, you you don't get to like browse around and see what new items they have. Yeah, but I get to order exactly what I want, and it'll tell me if something is missing. And I can re- replace it. And I can watch the guy while he actually picks it up and they'll, they'll send me stuff. It's, it's a really good interface. If you find the right one, which I'm not, we, they don't pay us. So I'm not going to sell it. Though. <laughs> you, can, you can tell us off <laughs> mic, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going to move on to my next uh, topic. I mean, another quick one, but the EV price war heats up. So the big news today is basically Ford drops the price of the Mustang Mach E to compete with Tesla. They did that because two weeks ago, Tesla dropped the price of nearly all of their vehicles. And of course, both of these companies are trying to take advantage of the new tax incentives. And there, you know, there's some limits on the prices of these vehicles. So they're, they're lowering their prices to get under the bar so more people can take advantage of the tax inv- uh, incentives. And uh, because of all this, people in the know, not really me, but... Uh, a lot of people that I follow that are following the EV industry think that there's going to be a pretty big rise in uh, demand next year or this year. This is the next year, (laughs) the beginning of the year. Anyways, they think there's going to be a big dramatic rise in demand as uh, we might have reached a tipping point in the EV industry and people are going to just start buying EVs instead of regular gas cars. What do you guys think? I'm all for it. Yeah. I want an EV. 
I'm yeah. just not in the market for a new car right now, which is the only reason that I haven't bought an an EV yet. That makes sense. I'm I'm sort of kicking myself, but not really, because you know I bought my my EV car, which I love. But you know, with the price drops now, it's a lot more expensive. I paid a lot more than I would have if I waited till now. But kind of needed the car for the past year, so yeah. And still, uh, you saved a bunch of money on gas, so yeah. I mean, not enough to pay for the difference in card, but eventually i probably will just based on how much gas prices were yeah. and still are i guess they're still up but i don't know i know i don't pay attention to them anymore coming down but still up yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll kind of see what happens here because um you know there's it's interesting that you know inflation seems to be hitting everything but the car market it's not just evs there's uh yeah incentives are being offered for gas powered vehicles too, price drops and whatnot yeah it's just that it doesn't hit the news that much because like you know evs are kind of hot in the news but yeah like there's well that and the the price of cars of all types were up right uh, particularly last year and they've been steadily coming down uh, also inflation had been coming down i think there was a new report that said it was up slightly but it was slowly going down part of that is the cars were kind of coming back down especially used cars are coming back down to normal prices where you can actually buy a used car for less than a new car, <laughs> which didn't happen a while ago. Well, cool. Yeah. It's uh it was very funny. This one time I, I bought a car and a year later, the, the dealership sent me a message and was like, Hey, we'll buy your car back for more than you paid. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, but I need the car. Yeah, I was like, that's very tempting, but I actually do need it, and I like it, so, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they were doing that, it would probably mean that it would cost you more to replace the car, so you'd just be like, you'd just end up breaking even unless you, like, didn't yeah. buy a car for a while or something. Yeah, or got a worse car. <laughs> yeah, you'd still be overpaying for the worst car in those in, in that scenario, probably, yeah. unless there was something, like, incredibly special about your car, like, like it had a VIN number that ended in 420, and Elon Musk really wanted it or something. all right what do you got for us this week hk all right so this week uh i don't know if it happened this week or it might have been a little earlier microsoft put out a paper uh introducing a new text-to-speech ai model called val e or vol e i'm not sure how they pronounce it but it's v-a-l-l dash e uh and basically with this model, you can take a three-second snippet of a speaker uh, speaking English and uh, and a, a text prompt, and the the model will give you an output of synthesized speech in the same style as the speaker. So it'll sound, you know, hopefully like the speaker is actually speaking. Uh, and another really big thing is it will maintain the speaker's emotion. So if the speaker is speaking in a very angry tone, they're very upset. It'll keep that tone in the the output. And uh, another really impressive thing is that it maintains the acoustic properties of the speaker's environment. So if the speaker is speaking in a very echoey room, it will maintain that that sound of the reverberation off the walls or if the speaker is speaking in like you know an amphitheater or the rain or something it'll it'll keep that uh those acoustic properties 
So Dave, why don't you play a couple of the, what we have here is speaker prompt. That's the input. And then the text, the input and the text was given to the model. And over on the very right column, the val E, that's what the, the model, uh, what the model produced. He descended the ladder and found himself soon upon firm rock. They moved thereafter cautiously about the hut, groping before and about them to find something to show that Warrington had fulfilled his mission. And then if you click ground truth, that shows the speaker actually speaking that line. They moved thereafter cautiously about the hut, groping before and about them to find something to show that the Warrington had fulfilled his mission. And then baseline, I, I'm not sure what that is. I think it's just uh, the previous state of the art. They moved thereafter cautiously about the hut, groping before and about them to find something to show that Warrington had fulfilled his mission. Stuart, as you one. can tell, Valley produces very good audio, very convincing audio of ostent ostensibly the speaker speaking. Uh, you know, it's yeah, produced yeah. by this AI model. And that really does raise some ethical questions about this technology because you could use just a very small clip of some other person speaking and generate audio of them saying whatever you want. So, you know, the, a lot of times that kind of evidence is evidence that that's used in court, uh, evidence that people take about like what someone said, um, and that can be manipulated now, and that that could be generated from from thin air. So, really, uh, there are a lot of ethical impl implications of this paper that we kind of need to, as a society, figure out. Why don't you play a couple more, Dave? So here's the second one. This is the speaker prompt. Milked cow and tames the fire. Okay, here's the... And this is the speaker actually speaking the line. Old bed and leave my shining lot. Then lay me down in thy cold bed and leave my shining lot. And, and then, then here's valley. valley. And lay me down in thy cold bed and leave my shining lot. That one wasn't as good as the first one. It wasn't. Yeah, I mean, and if you scroll down a little bit, uh, you can see that uh, there's another one called, I think, Emotion. Uh, so keep going down to the next. Uh, uh, yeah, Speaker's Emotion Maintenance. So this is, you know, the speaker's prompt. They all have the same text. Uh, and this and uh, the speaker prompt is them expressing that emotion, and then you can see how Valley will maintain that emotion. Her face was against his breast. Whoa. Okay. Well, whatever. Here's the, we have to re we need to re reduce the number of plastic bags. We have to reduce the number of plastic bags. Not bad. A really good one here is disgusted. If you do that, it sounds spot on. Matt. She said, we have to reduce the number of plastic bags. It was okay. Yeah, that, it's very impressive that it can take a speaker prompt of just three seconds and, yeah. and produce an output that accurate. So yeah. You guys have any questions on that? Um, I, well, just have I, some, gonna... I just have some thoughts as somebody who works with audio. There's <clears throat> this is, there's going to be, like acoustic um like almost like acoustic fingerprints of this 
there will be ways that um, another computer program would just be able to tell that this was generated by this. Um, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, the- but this, you know, if you think about this, this kind of... Uh, this kind of technology is progressing at a very fast rate. You know, a few years ago, the, the, the state of the art text to speech synthesis, uh, had to be trained on hours and hours and hours of data just to sound reasonably close to the, the speaker. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like the first couple of, uh, examples you showed, when compared to the, the speaker actually speaking, you can tell it was a little bit off. Uh, but only, I mean, if you didn't hear the original or the the original speaker speaking, you probably couldn't tell. You know, the, you know that comparison is the only way to tell. That makes yeah. sense. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Like I said, there this is going to be one of those things where it'll just be another kind of technological arms race scenario. Where, yeah, the I think by when by the way uh, when someone like Microsoft does something like this, if they put it out there in the wild, I think it is incumbent upon them to also put out software that will tell you whether or not the audio that you got it was or was likely produced by their by their AI uh, program. I think that you know I don't know if you could legislate that, but I, I feel like the only ethical thing to do is to put out a toolkit for people to use to determine whether or not what they're listening to was produced by well i forget what the thing was called already but yeah uh valley valley but yeah i think uh you know even putting like some sort of watermark in the training data so that every output of the the model has that watermark as well so that you could tell uh yeah i think that would be a a reasonable solution or maybe even something non-audible, but that you could easily see, like if you just spit out the waveform of it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it's my turn now. I have a, I have a, the first story is actually pretty fun. Um, the Internet Archive is always doing cool stuff, and uh, this this story is no different. They have emulated calculators. <laughs> it's so cool. Let me see if I can, uh, let me see if I can pull, what the heck, let me see if I can pull one up here. So here we go, calculator drawer. Let's, uh, let's pull this Is it running the same uh, software that was on the original calculator? Is that what's going on? I believe so. Cool. Let's pull this one up. Click to begin. Oh, it's using MAME too. Uh, apparently it doesn't work. Oh. Or it's not working for me. Uh, it's asking you a prompt. You got to hit the A or the F key. Really? Now it's recovering memory. <laughs> Welcome well, to the, the Hourglass show. <laughs> well, whatever. I... <laughs> I, I suppose it probably, you know, it's probably that I'm using the Brave browser. Brave is weird and it blocks all kinds of stuff. So I, I assume if you open it in Chrome, it works properly. Um, but it's just, the Internet Archive is always doing, like, fairly cool stuff. 
And I hope nobody goes after them for copyright on this. I hope like the TI company doesn't be like, that's our intellectual property. Uh, they probably will. But uh, I noticed it was using WASM, which uh, stands for WebAssembly. And that's basically uh, a version of kind of assembly code uh, that can run in a browser. So uh, to answer your question, yes, it is absolutely using like the the original uh like emulating the original hardware and running the original software uh which is really cool to see that like you know we can emulate whatever calculator we want i can play uh i can play those old uh like ti-84 games that i used to play in spanish class instead of learning spanish yep (laughs) (laughs) well i learned spanish and then i had nothing to do so (laughs) <laughs> well we'll you know hopefully it uh hopefully not too many of them get taken down or hopefully the internet archive does what they usually do and they're like well then sue us it's a bad look for you to sue us so you should sue us because that's generally how the internet archive does it they're like we are beloved if you would like to sue us go ahead yep let us juega with our calculadores that's probably not the right word <laughs> no 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 okay i didn't learn spanish i just played on my calculator you you learned some spanish a very you learned a small amount of spanish anyway i'm going to move on to my next story here we got a music lm it's along the same lines, sort of as uh hk's first story we got google uh generates music in various genres at 24 kilohertz that's a pretty pretty good pretty you know it's a I think 16 so like, CDs are only 16, so or is that bits? Yeah, it's, that's bits, not anyway, whatever. Yeah. So this it's is not like uh, video game music. Like, um, no, no, it's it's quite a bit better. In fact, we have okay. some uh, we have some samples of it here. If if people would like to uh, check them out, I have them over here. Here is uh the main soundtrack of an arcade game. So I guess kind of video game music. <laughs> And then here's a fusion of reggaeton and electronic dance music. Now, I won't be spinning any of these jams anytime soon, but it's pretty good. Um, I don't yeah. know. Like, I wonder when the first AI generated piece of music will be like on the charts, like a music chart. Hmm. I don't know. Probably not too far in the future. Can you sell AI-generated music? I think that's still in the the courts to to figure out. So there's, I do want to recommend another uh, um, YouTube channel. Legal Eagle has done a a good video on talking about the legal side of all this AI-generated art stuff. Um, There's a lot of questions that we still need to hash out on that. Uh, we'll see what happens. So what I think we'll see first before we see a completely AI generated song hit the charts is I think we will see some artist, you know, have one of these AIs spit them out music and then they'll sample it and put it in their music, like sample the drums or sample, you know, because sampling's big, sampling's big in a lot of kinds of different kinds of music. And I would think that before we saw a completely AI generated song that we would hear songs that have bits bits in them that were in fact generated with AI and looped, sampled, chopped up by, by the artist or the producer. And then you get into the question of like, 
is AI just acting as a tool in that case to to allow someone to express themselves and create a a piece of art, um, or is AI is is that AI model doing the creating for them? Like, how much work do you have to put in? And what if you can't even prove it? What if you just say, like, I made this whole thing, but actually it was the AI? That's, that's, we're not quite there, but you could certainly, like, claim that you didn't sample an AI, right? It would be easier to claim. Yeah. But I think we already have the answer to can use the AI as a tool. You absolutely can. Synthesizers have come with arpeggiators for, since there've been synthesizers. You didn't write the, you didn't write that arpeggio. They don't even, it's not even necessarily programmed. Sometimes they have randomized arpeggiators. And that's not an AI, mind you. It's just pseudo random notes in a in a, in a certain like uh, key range. But it's you know I think that I I would have to guess that it would fall into the same category as that. Where of course you can use it. Otherwise, like otherwise, like I don't know. Then I guess you'd have to stop using the randomly generated arpeggios on a Casio keyboard. <laughs> yeah, that's. These are some very interesting questions to ponder over. I'd be really mad actually if the, the if like artists weren't allowed to take a you know if they just said hey spit me out a beat and then it spit them out a beat and then they just then and I'd be really pissed off if the artists weren't allowed to then use that loop that beat chop that beat up m- make it something well, cool and new. That'd be like why are you what are you doing? Why are you being an asshole about this? Stop it. Would you be able to to write a whole song, you know, with lyrics and everything and give an AI the lyrics and the, the melody and say, sing this song in the style of say Ariana Grande. And it sounds exactly like Ariana Grande. Could you then release that? I don't know, but apparently we have Valley that can do the, the lyric side and uh, this one for the music. So yeah, <laughs> you could probably do it yeah. now. Um, I think that it would be more useful and I don't think, I don't think a lot of artists are going to do that. Um, I think that general, I mean, yeah, I don't think a lot of artists are going to go through all the trouble to write a song and then tell an AI to make it sound like a different singer than themselves or whatever. Um, well, if they're not a singer, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, the thing you showed me, the thing you showed us earlier with the, with the vocals, it's not that, that there's no way it's, it's not even anywhere near that. Yeah. I don't think that's current state of the art but you know give it another five years and we might have a a song that sounds exactly like ariana grande but sung by an ai and then you have to answer that question of can you then sell that or you know would ariana grande be able to sue you and say that's my likeness that's like you're reproducing something exactly to my likeness and that's copyrightable because you know i i can't i can't tell an ai to write uh to you know make a a picture of mickey mouse and then uh sell that because that's you know disney could come and claim copyright infringement so is an is a singer's voice the same thing yeah that's that's a that's an interesting question and i'm not i'm not sure but I would say that with the music it just played, I think that whatever that is, is at the point where an artist could sample it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I 
think that's very cool. Even if they, they're he'd like, here, write me a, you know, write me a, write me a house music song. And then they're like, oh, this song kind of sucks, but I sure like the drums at the beginning. I'm going to take the drums at the beginning. <laughs> like, I don't know. Can you do that? I guess. Sure. I mean, people are always yeah, use, already using drum loops. With that. People are already using drum loops, right? So like, what's, what does it matter if an AI spits it out or if they go get it from freesound.com or whatever? Like, I don't see, I don't see a difference there. It's going to be interesting though, because if you're like, give me a drum loop in the style of diesel boy, then you're like, well, it's the same thing that you were saying about <laughs> Ariana Grande. Right. But if you don't give it any prompt as to like who, but just more like what, you know, give me a drum loop that is like a jungle drum and bass. And it gives yeah. you, and, or give me a song that's jungle drum and bass. And you're like, well, whatever, I'm just going to take the drums from the beginning. I think that, I think there's no problem with that. People have been using like the, the drums that are included with their keyboard. And I don't see any, like, at least, I don't know, like technically it's very different when you get down to like the nuts and bolts of it, but I don't see any like ethical difference. Yeah. What about, um, since we're going down this rabbit hole, cause probably because of the input you're putting in the name of the artist, right? Then, then as part of that input into the AI, that's probably where you're starting to have problems. But what if you put gave an input that was, uh, like an exact description of somebody like, I don't know how Ariana Grande sings or something, uh, didn't use her name, but ended up with something that sounded very similar. Hmm. Would that be an issue? Or is that, I mean, that's probably not even possible, but right. You know. How would you describe it? Would you just say powerful female pop vocalist or like, yeah, you know, I don't know how you would, how, what, what prompt yeah. you would, because there's so many, like, there's so many like little tiny distinctions between people's voices that you like singing right. voices and stuff that you, I don't know how many words you would need to put in there for it to, for it to be like, and and then it just asks you, it's like, do you mean Dolly Parton? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, but that would be rad too. <laughs> like the little paper clip comes up. It sounds like you're trying to write a song starring Dar- Dolly Parton. <laughs> like, oh man, Clippy's back. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Well, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens here. Like I said, it seems like the, the music thing that we listened to was way further along than the, 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 the talking thing that HK showed us. But the thing about the talking thing is that, you know, a kick drum just kind of sounds like a kick drum and a snare just kind of sounds like a snare and hi-hats kind of always sound the same and pianos sound like pianos. So it's like a little easier, I think. To, for that to be generated versus let's make this sound exactly like the speaker who just said a few words into the microphone. It's a much, yeah. the, 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 the speaking one is a much more difficult problem. And it didn't take long to get from where current text to speech is right now. Uh, or it, it didn't take long to get music from where, text to speech is right now to where music is right now you know maybe like five years ago music was at the same level right uh where it you know you could tell but to me like what you just played i couldn't tell that that was ai generated right i didn't like the songs but that doesn't you know what i mean they weren't they weren't jams right none of that was a bop but it didn't yeah it sounded like drum machines and synthesizers that somebody had programmed 
So if you, if we fast forward five years, it will probably be to the point where text to speech, you know, the state of the art of text to speech is at that same level where it's indistinguishable. We are, we are, we are hurling, hurtling toward a future where my, uh, my value as a talking head and as a DJ, my maybe the things that get replaced by AI, not like everybody's worried about the <laughs> machines replacing factory workers. Jo- surprise, surprise. There weren't many of those in the United States. Anyway, we got rid of all of them in the eighties. Um, you know, the truckers wow. like the, no, we're not going to have, like, I don't think that we're going to have self-driving big rigs anytime soon, but they might get rid of podcasters. They might. Uh, sounds like they're going to like, can it, can oh, an AI match the software engineer is in danger. I, are yeah. the, is there a DJ AI out there that I'm unaware of that I could just feed a bunch of tracks into and it'll be like, actually, this is what you should be sounding like, you idiot. <laughs> um, for warehouse workers, you're forgetting Amazon workers. There's still plenty of those around. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's different than a factory, though. They're not producing anything yeah. there. And and there are, there are and, machines in there, but they're being, you know, managed by people. Yeah. Well, we still haven't figured out how to pick things up. And like put them in a box with, I mean, we can do that in very special cases, but not for like everything that Amazon sells. And that's the issue. And if that ever gets solved, which we may eventually get there, uh, then there's going to be a lot of people out of work. Not that those are great jobs to have. I mean, to be fair, sometimes yeah, the, then they'll make the robots piss in bottles. <laughs> to be fair, sometimes the box that you get with your Amazon item and it seems like a, a very non smart ai chose the box to put your amazon yeah. item in have you ever you ever like i mean nowadays they almost just put everything in a separate box you yeah. know of i think the I cause stuff. of that is just that that's the box they had laying around and yeah. it yeah. fit yeah, yeah 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 well it's not the uh was a packing problem just mp complete <laughs> right it's a it's a it's, <laughs> It's a it's an I ran out of the right size box for this problem and this needs to go yeah. out today anyway, so it's going in a giant box. Exactly. Yep. Well, I guess that's our show. I think it's uh HK's turn to read us out if I'm not mistaken. All right. Uh thank you for joining us. Uh we try and put this show out every uh Wednesday, but lately we have not made uh Wednesdays, but I'm gonna try and fix that this week. Hopefully, check the check the publish date. Maybe I did it. Maybe I didn't. If you'd like to check out our other shows, echoplexmedia.com is where you can find all of those. And if you'd like to watch us live, we're on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. And if you'd like to give us your hard-earned money uh, so that it becomes our easily earned money, uh, you can do that on patreon.com slash echoplex. Have a great tech and week.